Hello, and welcome to Talking Shop with CTEX. I'm Ellen Solick. I'm so excited to be the interim executive director here at CTEX. And with me today are two very special guests. We're going to be talking about a topic that everyone in the CTEX community can relate to, the vision of a graduate. So before we go farther, I'd like to introduce our guest today, Dr. Nikki Menunos, who is the Assistant Superintendent of All Things Curriculum, Instruction, Assessment, Professional Development, and the list goes on. Um, welcome, Nikki, to Thank the show. Also with us today is Heidi Griffin, who is a very, very special guest this, this, for this podcast in her skills as an educational consultant um, and the expert in all things Skills USA. Welcome, Thanks. Heidi. We're Thank so you. excited to have you on board. Thank you. So today's topic is one that we've heard um, a lot about already as a district, and yet we haven't had the chance to get the word out about what this actually means to have a vision of a graduate model for CTEX. And our two guests this morning were integral in developing the vision and the model behind the vision of the graduate. And now they are equally excited today to talk about how we develop that as well as how we're integrating it and actually using it and applying it here at CTEX. So let's dive in because we could have a two hour conversation on this. <laughs> so we'll try and keep it uh, to a reasonable length today. Um, so let's just talk for just a minute about what is the vision of a graduate I mean I'm I, as I look at the visual that the, the model that was created um, it really encompasses everything that we've identified as desirable attributes for a CTEX graduate going forward right so we've got what six specific characteristics um, of that graduate including problem solver respectful critical thinker effective communicator, skilled socially, and work ready, which I love. I love that last one. So let's talk a little bit. Um, Nikki, I'll, I'll jump in with you for a minute. How did this get started? Did Was this an around the table discussion? Was this something that the department grabbed a hold of and said, gee, we've got to put this in place? How did, what were the roots on this? So as society changes, education changes. So what we notice is that what our labor force was asking us, we needed really to provide. And we really needed to make sure that our students graduated with the skills they needed to be workforce college ready. So basically the vision of the graduate is our promise to our students that they will have the skills to be successful in work, to be good citizens, and to be lifelong learners. What a powerful statement, and I want to talk with Heidi a little bit about that, meaning we've actually adopted this as our promise to graduates. That's huge. Heidi, how, in your work as an educational consultant, how does that really begin to apply for your students, for your staff, for your department? How, 
How did how has that served to move them all forward? Well, I think that the key element was that CTEX already did a great job of doing many of these items, but we really just did it as our daily practice. And we never really said out loud to our students. We never told our students why we were doing some of the things that we do. So whether it's a student has a uniform, they have appropriate PPE, or they're doing group activities, or having to collaborate as a team, we never articulated that that was part of being an effective communicator, or that was being work ready. We just thought that that's, they knew that, because we're the grown up, and this is the rule, and this is what they're following, because these are the ways that we're trying to get there. So I think one of the key elements that we really did with the vision of the graduate is making it more in, of um, something that we kind of phased out, we shared with our students, and we made it part of the conversation of all of the things that we do. So Nikki, let me start with you for a minute. This particular model, if you will, as simplified as it may look on paper, I can't imagine the process that was undertaken to really get to this point where the vision of a graduate is such a clear model for our students. What was that process like? What, what was entailed in terms of really developing this in a way that fit us as a, as a system? There was a lot of work behind the scenes. There was a lot of professional development and workshops that were attended by the teaching and learning unit in central office. Um, once we felt confident to roll this out, we needed to get stakeholder buy-in to what we were trying to create. We put out surveys to students, to parents, to our teachers, to our staff, to industry stakeholders, to college stakeholders, and asking them questions. What do you think our graduates need to have? What success skills do they need, readiness skills, to be successful in work, career, and college? And my guess would be that you got a tremendous response to those questions, because those are so key to what we do at CTEX. Um, so assuming that, how long did it take to call through all of that information and really boil it down to what is a wonderful model? It took a while because once the survey data was coming in, of course, there was a lot that um, a lot of attributes that people thought were important. So the team met again, and then we had to narrow it down by, and it took a long time to put key terms with other terms. So that I would say maybe a year, a good year, to really get this model out. And I think one of the coolest aspects of doing the survey and surveying a variety of people, what from students to um, employers and college professionals, is that the same key elements kept coming up. So it didn't matter where um, the information was coming from, the students felt that this was what they needed to know and be able to do, as well as the college professors and our employers. So I think that was one of the key elements that I thought was most interesting about the vision of a graduate. And isn't it amazing that all those sort of repetitive, familiar key terms do come up in a conversation like this and putting a model together from a, a, across the board. It sounds like from students as well as our business and industry partners. Um, speaking of which, I wanted our audience to know of two things, actually, uh, most important 
as a system, we've talked about it at, at, in earlier podcasts, but we did, in conjunction with the vision of a graduate, take the opportunity as a newly established agency to formulate a new strategic operating plan, which is really the roadmap, right, for how we are operating as, a, as an agency and what it is that we really want to key in on for our students. So it was almost uh, untimely, if you will, that we came out with this and strategic operating plan at the same time. And yet, this really is a specific umbrella for our graduates. So what happens with students at the beginning when they enter, in the middle of the journey when they're going through their trades and, and training and work-based learning experiences are coming at them. But it didn't feel like we had a lot um, happening for them at the end of the journey, if you will, until this came along. Are you getting feedback from students and from teachers and from instructors around the ways that this is being used, the value of this particular piece, how it might fit into the strategic operating plan? I know that's a broad question, but it is kind of a broad topic too so um, yeah what are your thoughts around um, that I can start with that I think that from an educator standpoint when you really talked about doing the mission statement in alignment with the vision of a graduate it's much like as educators we write our lesson plan with our assessment in mind and so I think the key element of doing that mission along with our vision really started to then meld together so we know that the purpose is there and our our instructors have an opportunity to really see that they get to see that our mission our vision our mission and all of the things are working together and so it really gives more value to what they're doing in the classroom. And you're really starting to see that energy kind of develop in those classrooms. I couldn't agree more, Heidi. It, there is a tangible energy that uh, was certainly there to some extent a year ago when I arrived, but this year is, uh, it, it's, it's that times 10 that I think our faculty, our instructors, our staff, our parents, um, and most important, our students are really beginning to grasp the concept that we are trade-based, trade-focused, work-ready oriented, and, and we're really, really intent on developing a workforce that is second to none in Connecticut. And so if I could sum up how this fits into the, the uh, overall vision and mission as in that strategic plan, it couldn't fit more accurately. And I think it's, as you just said, helped to set the tone for us and helped to bring us into a greater focus about the kind of work that we're doing. Um, so let's talk about work ready for a minute because uh, as I mentioned earlier, that's probably the, my favorite facet of this piece. Not that the other pieces of the vision of a graduate aren't important, they all are. Um, but how, did, how do you see our business and industry partners um, and their input into this so through the survey and just through dialogues. We also have meetings, by the way, with, with uh, statewide business and industry partners at least twice a year. We ask them for their input in terms of what we need to do a better job in, uh, of in terms of focusing in on that work-ready piece. Nikki, what are some of the things that, that we really focus on as an agency around making sure that our students are work-ready? It's their communication skills. It's, um, and communications, their verbal skills, their, their writing skills. Um, it's even as simple as showing up to work on time. It's collaboration, teamwork, working well with others are just part of the social skills that go into that work ready um, component. 
And it's amazing because our students, and of course I'm just a tad partial to our students, exhibit all those qualities well before they're ready to graduate um, because we talk about making sure that if there's a, a start time for a particular job that you get there 10 15 minutes late, early and that you stay 10 15 20 an hour later than what's required and so that above and beyond quality if you will is already being exhibited and Heidi I know you see it too working with Skills USA students that they are they've raised to their own bar to an extent that many of our students in Skills USA achieve very high uh, results and I think that. that having opportunities for student leadership really tie into the whole vision of a graduate. And when we were talking about the work-ready skills, and I think Dr. Menounos alluded to this, it's really an encompassment of all six areas of the vision of a graduate. So work-ready may be one of its own, but if they're skilled socially, if they're an effective communicator or a critical thinker, that makes them work ready. So I think it's not just preparing them for the workforce and the environment, but making them strong, good American citizens. Absolutely. And um, it occurs to me, too, as we take a look at this model, right, and as you so well said, we're really working on integrating all these skills so that the end product, if you will, is a graduate that we know is going to go out and be successful. Do we have any kind of component built into this that, that not necessarily by a grade so much as by a level of performance or, or even a rubric, if you will, do we have any element like a portfolio or a demonstration for students of the work that they've accomplished and how they've um, met this particular set of And that's probably one of the things I'm most excited about. So we do have a career portfolio course that is a graduation requirement. And as a part of their portfolio course, they now are doing a portfolio defense, very similar to what many colleges do as a part of their capstone project. And so students will be able to do their portfolio defense and share each and every one of these aspects of where they've met success in the variety of trade areas. So it doesn't matter if you are in a trade that perhaps um, is much more social for hairdressing and cosmetology, or if you think that you're in a trade that most often doesn't have to communicate or be an effective communicator, like IST or graphics because you think you're behind the scenes, we're teaching them how to have those conversations with guests, with their customer, with their coworkers, their employees, um, so that they can be an effective communicator, even if they're in a trade that's not a front of the house type of trade. And by doing that portfolio presentation in front of business and industry partners, in front of their administrators and their peers, it really gives them that competitive edge to highlight who they are and all of the accomplishments they've made during their four years at SeaTech. That's amazing, because I would venture to guess that many of our underclassmen aren't even aware that that's going to be a requirement for them as they go through the trade and as they begin to think about exiting us on the other end. What a great experience that is for them. Uh, and I can see that getting, getting larger in terms of experience and scope, right, as yes. we move forward. We're starting to embed these attributes in our curriculum. So as they enter as freshmen, they will be introduced to each of these attributes. So by the time that they're seniors and they're ready for a presentation, they will be able to show their skills from being a freshman all the way to a senior and how they've um, grown in those four years. 
That's fabulous. So many school districts have the opportunity to do some sort of portfolio, but it's usually a solely an academic portfolio, right, which is wonderful as well. But we actually take it a step farther. We integrate both their academic and their graduate skills, if you will, based on this model, and they actually have to demonstrate what it is they've done and what how that's prepared them, right, and for the, the workforce. Growth. So every trade has a competency checklist, and so they're able to demonstrate which competencies they've grown in while as a freshman, these were low-level things that they've done, and now as seniors, the high-level learning that they've accomplished. So Heidi, how does, the, how does that portfolio get from the student's hands to the, hopefully to the employer's hands or to the apprentice uh, affordment hand or, or, or the employment hand, whatever that looks like? So it's a variety of ways. Our student portfolio is digital. So every student is required to create a website so they could then share that website with all of their employer opportunities that they may have. Um, and we do invite our employers to come in and assist us in those portfolio presentations. So they'll get firsthand opportunities to show those skills while they're already in school. Um, and we have opportunities where we have our PAC committees. So our students um, will meet with business and industry partners that will share curriculum ideas and talk about what is necessary in that workforce. And then of course our work-based learning coordinators reach out to business and industry partners and bring them in as well. So they can reach out to employers on their own and share their website, or we have opportunities where we give them um, a chance to meet with them individually as well. That's amazing. Again, all of this information is, is such a, uh, an integral part of what we do to get our graduates prepared, and I would venture to guess that not a lot of our CTEX population even knows that all of this is going on, so this is a great way to get the word out. Um, so let's talk for a minute about a concept that also fits right into the vision of a graduate. It directly impacts what we've outlined as those crucial skills, right? Um, we're thinking about, we're not thinking about, we're planning on implementing a career center for CTEX in the very near future. And the need for the career center, it just, it just captures everything that you just said in terms of what that portfolio development process looks like and growth process looks like. We, we've sort of decided that we feel like we do a, a fairly good job on the admissions end, right? We've honed in on the vision and mission as a part of our admissions application process. Parents are getting a, a much clearer sense of the fact that we are trade focused as a school and as, as an agency and as a district. And so they know now that when students apply, we're not sort of a generic alternative. We are a very trade focused alternative to a regular high school setting. In addition to that, our, our whole training um, aspect in terms of CTEX, those middle years, if you will, um, at, once our freshmen get through the, uh, the, uh, the opportunity to try out different trades, they have two and a half very focused years of trade development, right? But then we thought at the end, what happens? We get feedback from employers that they're not always able to contact us in a focused way to find out what students are available 
for employment or even want to talk about employment. Um, what, what we've identified right here as a vision of a graduate and how that's going to translate into a student's successful employment or successful um, internship or apprenticeship going forward. So we've decided that this career center is a place sort of at the end of their journey where we can really capture that audience and we can capture much better ways in which they can pursue a trade or they can pursue um, the next step toward gaining a trade. This seems to me like it would fit right into um, a career center model because it does identify what we're looking at in the graduate sense um, and, and why we believe our students are successful. Any ideas for us about what we could add in terms of the vision of, gradu of a graduate, what we could add to that career center concept? That's something we don't have, and I think it's going to really help our graduates, you know, get into the workforce and have industry come to us and say, you know, we really need someone as a hairdresser. Who do you have? And I think that's a great place to even have student resumes, you know, so we, they can look at student resumes. We can do samples of portfolios. This is what student A is capable of. I think just having that there is really great for industry partners to look at. Absolutely. That's a great idea, Nikki, because we don't really have an opportunity right now for a head-on display that, that employers can come in and see tangibly this is the work that this particular student's engaged in. And this is the evidence that leads to the successful vision of a graduate. So yeah, we're very excited about the possibility of creating this and launching it. And, and my hope is we launch it by this summer, or certainly sometime during this summer, so that our employers know in the fall, okay, this is where we can begin to come to. I mean, we have employers, um, Electric Boat comes to mind as an employer that's looking for hundreds of thousands of employees, right, in the next five years. And we've made the commitment to becoming Connecticut's premier workforce provider. And if that's the case, then we need a place at the end of their journey meaning students' journeys, to, to have for them so that they know where to go, the employers know where to go to find those students. And you're absolutely right. We could do an amazing job um, really displaying the work and the achievements that our, our students and our instructors have, have accomplished throughout their four years here at CTOX. So lots happening. Lots going and on. I think, too, the great thing that you were talking about, our EB partnership, and we have many partnerships, one with Sikorsky Aircraft, um, that really highlight where some of this came from. So they not only are contributing to where we got the vision of the graduate, but they're they're really letting us know that we, we are doing that job, um, that they want our students first. They don't want to take students from a comprehensive high school, but they can recognize that our students are trained and skilled and in areas that you wouldn't necessarily think of. So we have some internships that we partner with, um, and those students, plumbing students, are running um, hydraulic lines to military helicopters and our auto body students are making blades on propellers for helicopters and it's just a completely different mindset of where those students thought they were going to be going when they joined the plumbing shop or an auto body shop and um, I think that transfer of skills and having industry recognize that our students are career ready and that transfer of skills is truly there and available to them. And we hear so often from, as you said, our industry partners that the, the industries as we know them are progressing so quickly. You know, if we look at EV cars, 
and the progression from three years ago even until now. And are our students, are our graduates going to be ready to work on those cars? Are they going to be ready to install in, install and repair the, the chargers, right, that are required and all the infrastructure that's required to run those EVs? Um, what a great opportunity with this model to be able to demonstrate and um, I think too, yes, they are, or will we were, be. We were so lucky in that we have the weatherization um, curriculum. We are the only persons in the state. So when employers are looking for someone to talk about weatherization and our e-houses, um, Connecticut Technical Education and Career System is where they're going because there's no one else trained. So when you're looking at those credentials that our students are getting, um, so we're really being able to recognize that we have the educational background as well as some of those soft skills that they're looking for. Mm, absolutely. Um, let's go to soft skills for a minute because that's a term that we hear a lot about. And in fact, a year ago when I was fortunate enough to be discovered by CTEX and I sat in one of our first uh, board meetings, we were talking a lot about soft skills and I said, gee, to me, those are really core skills. You know, soft skills are, I, the term is used in the sense that they may not always be measurable or they may not always be as concrete as some of our other skill sets are. But in fact, and as the vision of the graduate model points out, they are some of the most important, right, in terms of success. Um, Dr. Munonos, in terms of professional development for our instructors and our teachers and our administrators, do we do work around that, if you will, soft skill or core skill requirement as part of the vision of the graduate? Do they talk uh, in, in workshops and in professional development about ways to identify those, ways to develop them in our students? Um, what, what does that look like? Because it, it's, it's hard, I think, for people who don't go through that professional development series to really know how do you teach soft skills, right? <laughs> well, of course, we do offer a lot of professional development in all our areas, whether it's academics or um, trade areas. And our teachers, especially once we rolled out a new um, portfolio process, there was professional development about the attributes of the vision of the graduate into our trades about what we are looking for for students to put into the portfolio. So if you're the auto, automotive um, department head or instructor, you were given um, the competencies, the soft skills, and those teachers actually work with the students with their soft skills, attendance, be on time, uniform, how to verbally communicate with customers, when you pick up the phone, how to respond to customers. Because, you know, we deal with customers and people forget we have production shops such as culinary, automotive, where customers come in on a daily basis and we need to know how to respond to customers. So it's incorporated in the curriculum and we do do professional development um, with the teachers. It, you make such a good point because I think a lot of our audience outside of CTEC still may not realize that we are a functioning business model mm -hmm. as well as a functioning trade-oriented, trade-focused um, educational agency. And as such, <clears throat> in terms of our work-based learning component and also in our in-house service model, those skills are used all the time. That's, well, that's, it's key. All the time. I mean, just look at problem <clears throat> solver. Going back to the automotive department, you know, we want to make sure that our students, when they're working, for example, on an engine, it's not always asking the teacher 
how are you thinking about what's wrong with that engine and teaching them to persevere and to figure it out. That's problem solving. Yes. And communication skills, right? So Heidi, based on what we're talking about with these core skills uh, or soft skills, if you will, and knowing that Skills USA competition is coming up, uh, well, it's already started actually, but it's I, I think it's highlighted for us really toward the end of the month of March, and then again when students go to compete in the summer, how do those core skills translate to the work that these kids are doing as part of Skills USA? And actually, if you could talk a little bit about what Skills USA really is and what it teaches our students as well, that that would be great. Thank you for that opportunity. <laughs> um, it's definitely near and dear to my heart. So I think that one of the things that first you need to know is that Skills USA is for all students enrolled in trade and technical programs and so in our district every single student is a member and so what we've done is really looking at our portfolio course we that's where we started we started with those skills USA competencies and really talking about being work ready and prepared for the world of work that's our motto preparing for leadership in the world of work so on Friday March 31st we will be hosting our state championships where students will have an opportunity to compete in 72 different competitions that kick off all at the same time in 14 different locations. Um, And they range from everything from automotive service to plumbing and cosmetology, but more importantly, some of our leadership activities like job interview and job skill demonstration. So students will be given an opportunity to compete um, against students from the other parts of the state Um, and the first place winners from Connecticut will go on to compete against the first place winners from across the nation um, in June. And I think the key element to that is that CTECs may only enter 26 events nationally and every year we come home with medals, which goes to show that every single thing that we're doing in Connecticut is competitive across this nation. And so our students, whether they're demonstrating for five to seven minutes about something they learned in their trade, or they're actually competing um, in their trade area, they're building confidence, they're able to communicate and work strategically and problem solve. So when we were talking about problem solving and Dr. Menunos mentioned the student from automotive, how many of us have had issues with our vehicle and said it's making this weird noise and we've seen many commercials that have talked about the funny stories of the noise it's making talk about having to be a critical thinker or a problem solver these students have to then try and diagnose from our crazy antics on what is wrong with those vehicles and so um, we do real life competitions all of our contests are run by business and industry partners every student is required to complete a resume as a part of their contest and the biggest reason that we do that is those those um, judges that come from business and industry their sole purpose of of being there is prime access to the best of the best in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and that's our CTEC students. Absolutely, could not agree more. And every time I see your red jacket, whether <laughs> it's a Skills USA jacket or not, I know um, it just reflects the level of accomplishment of our students and our staff at CTEC. And the more I think we can get the word out about how important the Skills USA is, is a measure of what we're saying we're doing for the vision of a graduate, um, the more amazing it becomes. And every year, from what I can see, anyway every year we we accomplish more and it's a it's a just such a proud moment to have you leading that charge and and leading those kids forward Um, it's definitely something I enjoy and 
I think the part that I get the most pride out of is it's not the academic rock stars that are always the ones that are winning. It's not the students that are performing the best on our track and fields. These are students that are outperforming others in the workforce. They're outperforming them in their skilled trade areas, and that is something that we can recognize at this state and at this nation. Absolutely. So I just want to talk, um, as we come to a close today, I want to talk about our vision for the vision of a graduate. And where I'm going with that is now that we have developed this model and we have a strategic operating plan, that roadmap that is going to help guide this work forward, what are your collective thoughts about where we take this in the next few years? I, I mentioned the Career Center, and hopefully that's one concrete outlet, but, but how, are, how are you envisioning taking this and expanding it even further in the ways that, that we actually utilize it uh, with students at CTACs? Or is it too soon to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're making sure that every teacher is aware, every student is aware. So right now we're so blessed to have the marketing team that we do and that they're preparing us so that we have visual graphics that are available in every school. So it's a reminder to the teachers and to the students, our promise. And again, we kind of started with that. This is our promise to students of what they will have and be able to achieve when they graduate. And so I think that key element of making it visual for all students and teachers to be able to see on a daily basis really helps us to embed that into the curriculum every single day. Um, but of course, it's changing and growing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. It's a living document. So we will be um, reviewing this you know, on an annual basis, biannual basis. We will be meeting with our industry partners our, you know, to, to review this does it make sense. So this is constantly, it's just living. It's a living document. Absolutely. And what a, what a gift it is for us to have this because it really does make it, it, it brings it to life. Everything that we are talking about bringing to our students as they graduate and move forward in the trades, this is what brings it to life for them. I can't thank you both enough for, for coming on today and sharing your expertise and your passion about the work behind this vision of a graduate. And I can't personally can't wait to see what the benefits are going to be, um, not only this year, but as you said, Nikki, in the years to come, because it is a living, breathing document. And uh, what an accomplishment to develop it and have it implemented really in less than two years. That's amazing. Thank you so much to both of you, Thank you. today. Thank you. And I can't wait uh, another year. We'll bring you back on and we'll do a <laughs> check-in on how things are going. And hopefully maybe talk to students to see where they feel it was going. Done. All right. <laughs> see you then. Thanks Thank so you. much.